Blog Talk Radio. No weapons of mass destruction were found. Are you kidding me? Do you buy that? There Stop. were, there were, there were. Nye, 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 nye. I was five and he was six. We rode on horses made of sticks. He wore black and I wore white. Come on, let's shoot. Blair. Hey, uh, I need to get the rat, the brass to drop ramps. I got a wounded girl. We need to take the rest of mine. Oh, it's their fault for bringing their kids to a battle. That's right. The main reason we went into Iraq at the time was we thought he had weapons of mass destruction. It turns out he didn't, but he had the capacity to make weapons of mass destruction. But I also talked about the human suffering in Iraq. Hello, boys and girls. I have a special message for you from the President of the United States. I salute the boys and girls who are buying United States savings stamps and bonds, and they're giving important support to the cause of freedom and the men who fight for us in Vietnam. Congress gave us this authority in August 1964 to do whatever may be necessary. That's pretty far-reaching. That's the sky's the limit. As an American citizen, you have to respect our president, whether I like it or not. It's really my, not my decision, but I do respect my president, and I will support whatever decision he makes. Music played and people sang. Just for me, the church bells rang. It is a hard fact that U.S. strikes have resulted in civilian casualties. United States knows that Iraq has weapons of mass destruction. One of the first things they told me was, you're not even to acknowledge the drone program. You're not even to discuss that it exists. Renewed hostile actions against United States ships on the high seas in the Gulf of Tonkin have today required me to order the military forces of the United States to take action in reply. That reply is crashing through the lies and disinformation. All right, everybody, Joseph Gibson podcasting here, understanding the times in which we live today. Let's uh, give us a special message here, and uh, hopefully you'll uh, pay attention to this and uh, play something here for you real quick, and then uh, yeah, we'll take some phone about what I'm in the process of doing now, but uh, it's 8.14. I'm a little bit late here with the show tonight, so uh, many things going on. I'm not going to divulge into, but uh, we'll play this here real quick for you and uh, learn and listen and uh, understand the facets of the new world order and uh, just exactly what's happening uh, around the globe and what's going to be happening here with America. Is going on. Some of us see it. Some of us feel it. It's time to expand everything you thought you knew about the world, about the people you trust, about history, about yourself. Bring it to 
influence of a vast transgenerational criminal mafia that was able to rise up to the highest levels of power. We didn't know because they talked and acted just like you and me. We thought we could recognize true criminals by their words and actions, but were deceived by their sophisticated speech, wealth, education, beauty, and power. Through a system of threats, blackmail, and bribery, they would come to occupy the highest levels of power in government, corporations, and education. You may know them as the Deep State or Cabal. Most dangerously of all, they achieved almost total influence over the media, their primary means of controlling the good people. Shockwaves across the world. 
to be publicly exposed. They were highly skilled at living just below the surface as they worked their way into the United States presidency. With both factions of the global mafia now in control, make sure you're sitting down. of engagement. They worked to dismantle NASA. They infiltrated and exposed defensive military intelligence programs that reduced domestic threats. They used our trusted agencies to target and weaken political opponents. They relaxed our borders and enabled passage of millions of illegals and violent criminal gangs. They moved money to fund global terrorism, resulting in groups like ISIS moving to capture vast territories throughout the world. In 2016, the Cabal Alliance had hoped to retain power. If you are about their intentions for us all, let me tell you what was to come next. Through international climate change scams, they would siphon trillions of remaining wealth, eliminate the last good guys in government, and withdraw total funding from the U.S. military, handing over the responsibility of our defense to the United Nations. They would revive sale of firearms to eliminate our self-defense, insert their people into the Supreme Court, remove the electoral college system to neuter our voting power, and totally eliminate alternative media to shield them from exposure. They instigated a covert deal to move large quantities of our uranium to their captured states in North Korea and Iran to build up a nuclear arsenal that would threaten the world. For this, they blame Russia, a growing force of opposition to their ambitions of global control. By casting Putin as an enemy and blaming him for this illegal uranium deal, they had planned a nuclear world war between America and Russia that would have exhausted the last two remaining pillars of freedom for the world, accelerating the horrific endgame that had become inevitable. This cabal miraculously lost power in 2016. Alliance and their former partners they were able to return power legitimately over time. that was many decades in the making. With Donald Trump selected for the role of president, the people of America were slowly awakened to the reality of the world they live in. Not in the this alliance of goods set into motion a sophisticated strategy of dismantling the vast network of corruption that had almost completely overcome every level of government, industry, and legal system. They knew they had to follow the laws of the land as they were originally intended, otherwise they themselves would be delegitimized, even though they were just trying to free us from the silent stranglehold of tyranny that we had come to accept as normal. The panicking deep state used any remaining power they had left to try and save themselves. Each day for two years was a careful and meticulously planned balancing act between public perception and the job that needed to be done. Moving too fast would shock and scare a sleeping public still living in the prison of the mind that was created for them. But after all this, it appears now that the trajectory of this great storm is now radiantly clear. Now we everything to save our world, this time for good. There is not a person alive who has experienced what a world without this darkness could be like. A world of free energy that was kept from us to force our dependency on their fossil fuel monopolies. Abolishment of Release cures for our most deadly
unleashing space technologies to open frontiers we never dreamed possible. New technologies creating millions of jobs and yielding a global human renaissance, the likes of which we have never seen. Fellow Americans and citizens of the world, now it is our turn. We choose to reject what they call globalism. Podcasting here, understanding the times, their new world order will fail. It's up to you to stand up to evil, tyrannical, twisted, misinformation, antichrist, whatever you want to call them. It's up to you to be the resistance. Now we've got them coming after the Second Amendment. We know with this shooting here in uh, Texas, the reports are coming in. You know, it's hard to cover something up now. You know, it's hard to do something that behind the scenes years ago was so easy to pull off. You know, it was easy to to, uh, assassinate Abraham Lincoln back in, you know, the the 1800s. It was easy to uh, 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 get rid of Woodrow Wilson to tarnish his name and and trick him into selling out our country. It was um, pretty easy to get the Federal Reserve Act uh, uh, passed and then for them to uh, bankrupt our country in 1929 and then implement their Emergency Powers Acts of 1933, and then put up a puppet in World War II and, uh, and almost have it backfire on them. But they knew what they were doing, and we know what happened in World War II, okay? And then the Vietnam War and all these other little skirmishes, and then finally their fifth objective in 1990 with the uh, rogue regimes there, Saddam Hussein, and uh, they had to get rid of him. And their little p- computer program called al uh a big fat lie. You know, we're chasing around people in caves that are not there uh, to control the oil Caspian, the Caspian oil pipeline, you know, to sell out America. These lies and, and, and bring about the truth together and expose and bring it to light because light darkness doesn't cannot stand light so but right now we have this shooting and we have all the liberals going nuts because now they they have to disarm us and the people uh, they want to pass gun control now where if you have a misdemeanor you won't be able to purchase a a handgun or a gun, that if you have any type of speech on social media that they monitor ever so closely, next system, okay? So you have to understand this. So we have to stand up and say no, and we have to wake up and get this and understand what they're trying to pull off and what they're trying to do. 
let's get into this little Texas shooting here. This that you know, innocent children had to lose their life. How disgusting! How disgusting! You know, for this to happen, and the school doors are open. That's why I propose now, and everybody in their state needs to do needs to do this. We've got to make sure that this never happens again. That innocent children lose their life. You go to these kids go to school every day. Your kids, my kids, everybody's kids go to school. The dreams that they have. Whether it be to, you know, most kids today, these young kids, these elementary school kids that went to this school, they didn't know nothing about the New World Order. They didn't have taking out some of that, you know, uh, after school uh, uh, summer activities, you know, be a part of the swimming club or, or go, you know, football or, you know, whatever have you, whatever these kids had hopes and dreams to do uh, throughout this, now been destroyed by evil. this to happen again in America. It is so simple to fix. Tomorrow morning, if you have children in school, you need to go to that school and question what type of security they have. Why is not the first point of entry in that school secured? Why is there not double doors? Why is there not an armed resource officer full America starting tomorrow morning. Why? We can flip the switch and send $40 billion to a country that doesn't have anything to do with America whatsoever. It doesn't affect America. We can do that, but we can't protect our school children here in America. This is disgusting. Disgusting. How, what the hell is wrong with you people out there to allow this to happen? And I'm, not, I'm talking to the people that have done nothing. I'm not talking to the people in the Patriot Movement that have been out there fighting every single day, trying to wake people up. You should be ashamed of yourself to turn on the 6 o'clock news and see anything. And the poor parents. Because you're afraid to question authority by a police officer, but some 90-year-old guy cuts you off in traffic, you're ready to kill him. You're big tough guys in your big trucks, in your car, your fast cars. You're all tough guys, road rage. I'll get you. You didn't stop at that stop sign. I'll get you. You cut me off. It was my turn. Big tough guys chase somebody down. But a police officer pulls you over. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're the law. Yeah. Scared you. Wet your pants, you men. You're a bunch of sissies out there. You call yourselves men. You should be ashamed of yourselves. I propose this again. Every single school in America should have an armed resource officer full-time at their school. There should be one point of entry in every school, one point of entry that is secured with double doors, 
And for they, you to be buzzed into that school, it has to be done so through an authorized staff member that is trained in lockdown situation as if the school was being attacked. And you must prove that you're there for what you say you're there for and be verified by authorized staff member. And all exits should be it. And I don't want to hear, we got to pay, we need the money for the budget. We got, we need $80 million to hire one guy. No, listen, man. This could all be done with the freaking money that your local courthouse collects in one day can pay for a school, school resource officer for local courthouse with the money it rapes the community for in one day can pay all these children to have a life. Easy it is. And we should be ashamed of ourselves that we don't demand that. Our, our PTA or whatever, and demand this. First thing tomorrow. First thing tomorrow. Your local school should be contacted. And you demand to know what you're, they're doing to protect our children out there. Are you scared? i got to work tomorrow. I can't do it. Listen, man. Stop making excuses. This is disgusting to allow this to happen in America. Turn on the 6 o'clock news, see all the children murdered like this. And then you've got the stupid liberals out there talking about gun control. Common sense gun reform. Shut up! Like they did that Beto O'Rourke, chased them out of there, got them the hell out of there. Any liberal, from now on, starts spewing off out the side of their necks, Get them out of your neighborhood. Get out of there. Get out. They're a sickness. They're a cancer. They're sickness. They're a sickness in our society that's destroying it. All of them, these AOCs and these Rashids or Shahs and all these other kind of senators that shouldn't be or Congress people that shouldn't be. Let's get them out of here. Get them out. Send them home. You've got a congressman or legislator that's in office? Tell them, pack their back. Send them home. No more. No more. That's it. Period. Ashamed of ourselves to allow this to happen. I cannot believe this is happening. And I can actually believe it because I know I... You know, come on, people. You have the power still. You have the power. You can lawfully restore our republic. You have the power to do it still. And I know there's voting fraud going on, and I know. And a lot of other people know what they're doing. They re- And what they did with the Trump election. I to figure it out. You got people stuffing ballot boxes. Come on, man. On video, oh, it was all action fraud. And these liberals will still deny it. They still deny it. 
Get that liberal out of here. Get him out. Just like they did when when they started getting in our faces with them. That Maxine Waters or whatever was talking about. You gotta get in their face. You gotta get in. Well, we'll do the same thing to them. Here, these wacky bat liberals. There's no more deals with the devil. Ridiculous, man. Insane. I cannot believe this is happening. Again, I just can't believe it. Twelve minutes outside school before entering. Yeah. Yeah. Doors wide open. The gunman who massacred 19 children and two teachers at Rob Elementary School in Texas lingered outside for 12 minutes across the street before scaling a fence onto school grounds and barricaded himself in a classroom before opening fire, according to the Wall Street Journal. Victor Escalon, a regional director for the Texas Department of Public Safety, said he couldn't say why no one stopped the deceased gunman, 18-year-old, blah, 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 I'm not going to say his name, from entering the Most of the shots fired came during the first several entered the school. DPS officials previously said an armed school officer confronted Ramos as he arrived at the school. Mr. Uh, uh, that information was incorrect and no one encountered Ramos as he arrived at the, at the school. There was not an officer readily available and armed, Escalon said to the Wall Street Journal. Ramos began his Tuesday morning shooting his grandmother in the face, then using her truck to drive to the school, crashing it. Escalon. Texas law enforcement officials ignored pleas from before a border patrol agent charged into the school and killed the suspect. Go in there! Go in there! Women shouted at the police. Soon back began, according to uh, a neighbor, uh, Juan Carenza who told the Associated Press about the parents' efforts to get the police to confront the shooter. Carranza said the officers did not go in. Cowards, you cowards, you cowards. Minutes earlier, Carranzo had watched as this scumbag crashed his truck into a ditch outside the school, grabbed his AR-15 style, who ran away uninjured. The officials saying the officer out of the school were conflicting reports to police officers who were outside the building, said the Texas Department of Public Safety spokesperson, Travis Considine. The police officers were injured. One parent, uh, Javier Carrezio's, whose fourth-grade daughter, Jacqueline, was killed in school when he heard about it shooting, only to find that police weren't moving in. 
let's just rush in because the cops aren't doing anything like they are supposed to do, he said. Adding more could have been done. There were five or six of his of us fathers hearing the gunshots and police officers were telling us to move back. He told the Washington Post, we didn't care about us, we wanted to storm the building. We were saying, let's go, because that is how worried we were. Get, get our babies out. Those officers tackling parents outside the school. We're having a precise timeline of the below videos compared to what was happening inside. School remains unclear. Yeah. Yeah, police tackling parents, trying to save their children. You sick bastards! Stand back! Stand back! It's a crime scene! We got it under control! Uh, do as I say, but don't do as I do! Big police officer, you bat faggot! Yeah! Big cop! Yeah! I'm a hero! Yeah! The big blue line! Yeah! Okay, you trained to go in there. You trained. You got all this police training. Walking around with your big, thick utility belts. You can't go in there and save the children. Yeah. Cops stood outside of school. They didn't. One parent urged bystanders, let's just go in. Because the cops aren't doing anything like they're supposed to do. But of course people didn't. I want to say that person that said, let's rush in and go in, and the person that tried to go in to save those children, that's a hero. That's a hero. And the police that tackled them should be brought up on charges, interfering. They should be brought up on charges for conspiracy to commit murder, if you ask me. In my opinion, they should be brought up on charges for conspiracy to commit murder. That's right. They're in collusion with the gunmen. I I consider that. That's what I consider. Because they are sworn peace officers that are sworn to protect and serve, right? (laughs) Yeah. Sworn to protect the sir, but they'll but they'll they'll rush into a house for a warrant, right? You got a you got a, a joint a marijuana plant, raid the house, yeah, boom with their body armor, yeah, but flashbang, boom, going, yeah, they'll do something like that, won't they? It's for the bank, the bankers, it's got a banker warrant, yeah, got to serve the banks, but to save the children, hey. It's not super explicit, but this does sound like Texas DPS spokesman. Their own children during the shooting, while police were holding back families and refusing to go inside. Disgusting. Let's play that video. See what we got here. If we can hear the audio on this here. Let's see what happened here. Let's see here. It's about two minutes long. I'm some choppy audio audio here, but let's see if I can get this here playing. All right. That actually were involved in this scene, actually made entry into the school and saved more lives that, of course, we lost 18. But I want to praise those brave men and women of law enforcement. Also, offer our condolences on behalf of Texas Department of Public Safety to the families, to the victims, and the entire Uvalde community. 
So what we do know right now that the suspect um, was involved in a family disturbance earlier on the day with his grandmother, in which he shot his grandmother. Was that local law the crash and a man with a gun nearby where the school's at? At that point, local law enforcement responded to the school. The suspect made entry into the school, and as soon as he made entry into the school, he everybody. We had, of course, as I mentioned, brave law enforcement made entry into that school, exchanged gunfire with a suspect who was wearing body armor. Several police officers were shot. At that point, we did have a tactical law enforcement team arrive on scene. They made entry. They were also met with gunfire by the to shoot the suspect, and now the suspect. Now we confirm that. We've also uh, heard word that a uh, Border Patrol agent was struck uh, with gunfire, a few officers shot. Uh, we've heard that some law enforcement officers actually went into school to get their kids out. Can you sure. talk about that? Right, so what we do know, Vanessa, right now that there was some uh, police officers, families trying to get their children out of the situation right now. It's a terrible situation right now. And, of course, just as we mentioned, the loss of life, it's, it's just terrible. It's a terrible tragedy when that took place. Answer but, question. again, we got to keep acknowledging those brave men and women that actually were there on scene that met this suspect, and of course, we, we know that they were met with gunfire. Some of them were shot, but at the end of this, the suspect. We're hearing his home was uh, less than a mile away from here. Did you find um, any other guns, any other ammunition? We've heard maybe about. Who cares? Who cares what they found after the fact? You know, they got their children out, the cops, though, huh? Because it's a crime scene. They got permission to go in there. Yeah. They get to play by their own rules. Bosses. They're not in charge of us. We are in charge of them. Disgusting, man. Disgusting. Yeah, major cutouts, huh? I have major cutouts. I'm sorry uh, uh, about the choppy uh, audio there. Uh, let me play a quick commercial here, and uh, we'll be right back. So would you live today, everybody? All you ever hear about in this country is our differences. That's all the media and the politicians are ever talking about, the things that separate us, things that make us different from one another. That's the way the ruling class operates in any society. They try to divide the rest of the people. They keep the lower and the middle classes fighting with each other so that they, the rich, can run off with all the fucking money. Fairly simple thing happens to work. Do you know anything different? That's what they're going to talk about. Race, religion, ethnic and national background, jobs, income, education, social status, sexuality, anything you can do, keep us fighting with each other so that they can keep going to the bank. You know how I describe the economic and social classes in this country? The upper class keeps all of the money, pays none of the taxes. The middle class pays all of the taxes, does all of the work. The poor are there just to scare the shit out of the middle class. Keep them showing up at those jobs. They're all the same. I'll show you politics in America. Here it is, right here. I think the puppet on the right shares my beliefs. I think the puppet on the left is more to my liking. Hey, wait a minute. There's one guy holding up both puppets. Shut up. Go back to bed, America. Your government is in control. I have this feeling, man, because you know there's a handful of people actually run everything. That's true. It's provable. It's not a fuck. I'm not a conspiracy nut. It's provable. A handful, very small elite running on these corporations, which include the mainstream media. 
I had this feeling who's ever elected president like Clinton was, no matter what your promises you promise on the campaign trail, blah, 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 when you win, you go into this smoky room with the 12 industrialists, capitalist scumfucks who got you in there, and you're in this smoky room and this little uh, uh, film uh, screen comes down, and a big guy in a cigar rolled a film. And it's a shot of the Kennedy assassination from an angle you've never seen before. <laughs> It looks suspiciously off uh, the grassy knoll. And then the film, the screen goes up and the lights come up and they go to the new president. Any questions? All right, yeah, I see where we got the major cutouts here. Major, uh, see what we got going. Here are, let me see if I can switch uh, microphones here, see what's going on here. I, I don't know what's going on. Okay, here we go. Let's try that. See what happens. All right. All right. Let's see here. Maybe we can get something going on here on that on that aspect of it. All right. Let's see. Uh, hopefully the, the cutouts will stop there. We'll see. I'll try that out for a couple minutes. See how that plays plays out for us. But six five seven three eight three zero six one six. Anybody wants to chip in here tonight? Uh, come on, come on on and voice your opinion if you can. Don't be afraid. I know I didn't program the show or advertise as much as possible, but if you missed the previous shows that we have done in the uh, uh, previous few days here with the Republic, the Republic there is uh, is uh, been uh, broadcasting here on our platform here, the Republic, Restore the Republic. So uh, go back and listen to the uh, uh, introduction shows, the cleanup, the cleanup, try to clean up the audio as much as we can uh, in the next couple of days, the next shows. Uh, I apologize for that, but uh, it's live internet radio. You know, hey, listen, man, when they shut down the grid and everything and we're broadcasting on shortwave or, well, you know, ham radios, <laughs> you know, you're going to be, I can't hear me out there. You know, that's how it's going to be. So <laughs> be thankful for what we got right now, you know. Um, all right, let's see what we got here uh, on this Texas journey. See if we can get some uh, live uh, feed here. And, uh, maybe we can get some uh, more info on this. Uh, see what we got going on here. Uh, let's see here. Let's get some Alex Jones going here. Let's see what we got. Maybe we can get something going here. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. And uh, he's not not getting no live audio on that either, so I don't know. There we go. Some sort of a little mix-up where the police ended up attacking the parents of the children rather than the murderer shooting them. And as more details are coming out, we see the absolute rage these parents are feeling, and it is completely and totally justified. Here is the video. We can't show you the audio because it's just a lot of curse words and a lot of screaming, as you can imagine. And again, Alex Jones is going to break this down in very fine detail. But I'll just say that last night I was lying in bed at about 11 o'clock. I live in South Austin, pretty safe neighborhood. Not too bad. But suddenly... The night was lit up with the sound of gunfire. Rare thing in my neighborhood, but there it was. Sort of sounded like fireworks at first, but after a few more rounds, you go, oh, no, that's, that's definitely gunfire. And, of course, I get out you know, a little uh, police scanner app and start listening in, and sure enough, somebody's called in and reported gunfire in my area. But the problem is that Austin is sort of a far-left city, and we've defunded our police. And now... If you call 911 in Austin, you're likely to be put on hold. That's been the outcome of the defund the police movement. And, of course, what was my reaction to hearing gunshots 
near my house, I, I grab my gun, of course. What a comfort it is knowing that when there's madmen and criminals running around heavily armed and doing God knows what, that I don't have to sit and be a useless victim and huddle with my unarmed family as the police take their sweet time to show up. I mean, that's the police in this country these days, especially in a place like Austin. They're not going to prevent crime. Yeah, this may have actually been it. Man killed by police after trading gunfire with officers in Southeast Austin. Yeah, they were, uh, it went on for about an hour. It was pretty crazy. I'm not sure if this was, uh, actually, it was this last night at around midnight, because that's when it happened to me. But again, think about what the leftists are promoting. Think about what the Democrats, the world they're setting up. They want to disarm you, but they also want to get rid of the police. The Border Patrol killed this Uvalde shooter. Do you think they're going to celebrate the Border Patrol and advocate for them? They're trying to get rid of them as well. They want you helpless. They want you completely disarmed and available for abuse because guess what they're planning on doing? I mean, can you imagine what 2020 or 2021 would have looked like if the American people had been totally disarmed? I'd probably be sitting in a quarantine camp right now if I was lucky, if I'd survived it. This classic meme going around going, when the government is trying to take your guns after 243 years, it's because they're about to do something that you would want to shoot them for. And, you know, we're, we're, we're human beings. The tragedy as it unfolds in Uvalde, it's like, you know, just to put yourself in those parents' positions, what wouldn't you do, right? What wouldn't I do? I would, you know, if we could prevent little children from being killed, I'd give up my guns. Here's the problem. Here's a little issue with that. My government is pretty open about wanting to kill me. They're not super shy about wanting to put me in a camp and stick a needle in my arm. So tell you what, while our government is still engaged in openly despising me and wanting to tyrannize me and my family and wanting to throw us in a camp and wanting us wanting to inflict medical experimentation on us, I'm going to go ahead and keep my gun. So until you stop being tyrannical psychopaths, I'm going to keep my guns. Once you stop trying to do things that are going to make me want to defend myself, then I'd be willing to, to talk and come to the table. But for now, unfortunately, the government's in a position where they're not super shy about wanting to put me in a camp and or just eliminate me. So I'll keep my guns for now. Thanks, guys. And I would love to just just once I would love for Democrats to have to actually explain the results of their policies, because it's without exception. I can't think of a single leftist government policy that has not completely and totally backfired, like not even just didn't work. That would be one thing. It'd be one thing if you said, oh, well, you know, there's a lot of uh, you know, there's a lot of black Americans dying and, and we don't like it. So we're going to you know, put these measures forward. Well, we spent a bunch of money and uh, the, the murder rate's the same. Darn it. Like, that would be understandable. It's like, well, you tried and you failed. Nothing happened. No, no. In this case, they get everything they want. We defund the police. 2,500 extra murders in a single year just of black Americans. Like, I'm just not counting the white Americans in that number. At the white Americans, it's even higher. So just thousands of extra murders. So it's not even like, oh, we tried and nothing happened. No, you tried and made everything exponentially worse. And it happens time after time after time.
All right, everybody. Joseph Gibson podcast, and you're understanding the times in which we live today. Okay, yeah, I can see where the I saw where this. It's still a little bit choppy the audio, but uh, you know, this is a uh, very important podcast because uh, we really need to understand, you know, what we're up against. We have, and don't forget, folks, what's happening in a couple days here. Matter of fact, excuse me, what's happening? I believe it's tomorrow. Tomorrow, what is happening? Um, it's a twice. Yeah, tomorrow is the double W H O ruling, the H R six 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 bill. You may know about that, where we're going to turn over total control to the W H O. That's right. Look it up, folks. Look it up. Are you paying attention? H R six six six. Let's Google that. What do we got here? HR 6666. Hang on. HR 666. I think it's four sixes, actually. Let's Google that. See what we got. COVID testing, reaching, contacting everyone. 117th Congress. Uh, let's see here. Uh, HR 666, government info, to authorize the Secretary of the Interior to grant the states and local governments easements and rights of ways. No, that's not it. That's not it. Bill track 50. There we are. HR 6666 here to authorize the secretary. You know, there they go. So they're, they're, they're hiding it on Google. Here we go. Uh, a viral meme on social media claimed a proposal would provide funding to places that only allow people with COVID-19 vaccines inside HR congressional chronicle C-SPAN. So here we go. There's the misinformation. Here we go. They're, they're, they're hiding it on the internet. Introduced in house. House, uh, to, uh, February 9th, 2022. All right. <laughs> Congressman Bobby Rush, also known. All right, let's see here. What we got here? Let's click on that one here. Um, false claim. They're saying it's a false claim. They're saying this is false information, folks. H.R. 66 bill allows strangers to enter your house, test you for COVID-19, and take family members into quarantine. Social media users have been sharing images online that claim that H.R. 6666 uh, introduced by Democratic Congressman Bobby Rush and also known as the COVID-19 testing, reaching, and contacting everyone trace act will allow the government to forcibly enter homes, testing, and remove family members, including children, to be taken into quarantine. One post reads, Nancy Pelosi is trying to pass a law called H.R. 6666. The irony is stifling. If this passes, strangers can come into your home and take you by force if needed, your family, members, including your children, to be to a quarantined area. Please tell me I am a, uh, I'm in a nightmare. H.R. 666 was introduced by Rush on May 1st, 2020. The, let's read the bill. Let's read the actual bill. All right, here we go. Let me click on the bill here. Okay, here it is. All right, sponsor, Rob, Bobby Rush, that's true. Okay, Rush, he's the sponsor. Introduce, okay, May 1st, 2020. Here it is, right here. Committees, House, Energy, and Commerce. Uh, let's see here. It's introduced, referred to the House Committee on Energy and Commerce. All actions. Let's see, let's go. we got to know how to read the bill here. Hey, Bill, all right, here we go. Let's see if it's false information, folks. This is the actual bill right here. I got it right in front of me. To authorize Secretary of Health and Human Services to award grants to eligible entities to conduct diagnostic testing for COVID-19 and related activities such as contact tracing throughout mobile health units and as necessary of individuals, residents, and for the purposes, other purposes, and for other purposes, (laughs) other purposes. In the House of Representatives, May 1st, 2020, 
Mr. Rush himself, Mr. Bargan, uh, Mr. Bear, Mr. Brown of Maryland, uh, Mr. Butterfield, Mr. Uh, let's see, Mr. Carson of Indiana, Mr. Cohen, Mr. Korea, Mr. Custer, uh, let's see, Napoleon, uh let's see, uh, Vasquez, uh, Mr. Thompson of Mississippi. Uh, okay, so we got uh, Mr. Higgins. Okay, so the bill's got sponsors here. To authorize the Secretary of Home Service to award grants to eligible as he's stuck diagnostic testing for COVID-19. Uh, being enacted by the Senate of House of Representatives of the United States of America in Congress assembled. Section 1, short title, the act may be cited as the COVID-19 testing, reaching act, and contacting everyone, trace act. <laughs> here it is, right here. Black and white, folks, got it right here. Federal privacy requirements, nothing in this section shall be construed to supersede any federal privacy or confidentiality requirements including the regulations promoted under Section 264C of the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act of 1996, Public Law 104-191, 110-2033, Statute and Section 543 of the Public Health Services Act of 42 U.S.C. 2090-DD-2. All right, gives you the definition, blah, 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 the definition of meanings, okay? Um Appropriations to carry out this section authorized appropriated $100 billion in, for fiscal year 2020. Okay. Uh, Secondary Education Act 1965. All right, let's see. Let's click on some of these blue hyperlinks here and we give the reference. 42 U.S.C. 1996 R-4. Let's see what that says real quick. It gives a reference too. Here it is right here. All right, 42 U.S.C. 19, uh, adjusted in payment for inpatient hospital services furnished by disappropriate share hospitals. All right, Social Security reference codification, adjustment in payment inpatient. A state plan under the subsection shall not be considered to meet requirement of this section. Insofar as it requires payments to hospitals to take into account the situation of hospitals which serve as disproportionate number of low-income patients with special needs. As of July 1st, 1988, unless the state has submitted to the secretary, but by not later than such date, an amendment for such plan that specifically defines the hospital so described and includes in such definition by appropriations. Oh, wow. And it goes on and on and on here. Hospitals deemed disproportionate share. All right. So uh, this gives you the short, okay, payment adjustment. All right. This is how hospitals will be paid, special rule. All right. And it goes to DESH allotment in millions of dollars. Okay. And it's got all the states here. All right. And uh, North Dakota doesn't have, North Dakota's like not even really on here. Wow. Wyoming too. Uh, Tennessee. I wonder why. State DHS allotments for fiscal year 2003 and thereafter in general, except providing paragraph 5, 6. All right, so it gets all, and you know, this is how they word this thing. Section 8, 5, 3, dash 4, dash 4, dash 3, subsection 8. If it's 8 o'clock and it's raining, it doesn't apply to you. You know, this is what they do. This is how they do things. And if I would have been elected here in North Carolina, I would have made sure that any legislation or any type of constitutional legislation will be plain and simple. If you put your coat on and take your clock, that's it, you're guilty. That's it, not subjects may be done. I'm not, you know, listen, this is why it's so hard to read these codified laws. 
And that's what they've done when they codified the laws and put them into statutes and whatnot. Listen, we have the Constitution of the United States and the Bill of Rights. It's very simple to read that, right? And that was written 240, what, 244, 243 years ago? So listen, man, this is how – we've got to wake up. We've got to be involved. We've got to come together. We have got to network together. We've got to unify together. We've got to get these people out of office. We've got to, man. You know, I only got 25% of the vote down here in North Carolina. But you know what? Here I am, and everyone knows my personal situation, what I was going through during the time of my campaigning. And if you don't, I'm not going to go over it. But let me tell you something. I was railroaded, railroaded, fat, okay? And this guy spent $35,000 to my zero, all right? So imagine if I would have spent $35,000. Do you think I would have only got 25% of the vote? Hell no, Hell no, we won't go. No, I probably, no doubtably, would have won. But, and I did this for a reason, okay? I did not really, you know, look, I wanted to win, but I did not want to come out of the gate and spend my all kinds of money and be an idiot. You know, I, you know, I'm by myself, ran my campaign by myself, did everything on my own. You know, it was a learning process. I had to learn. Now I know. I walked through all the steps, went to the early voting, watched the polls, watched the electors. I watched everything, how it went down. Now I know what to expect and how the process works. When I come back in a year and a half and run again, I will surely know what to do and how to go about it. And I will surely win next time. I can, You can bank on it. I will win the next time I run. I will be it will be boots on the ground, door to door, making sure people pledge their vote. I'm telling you right now, I will win. But do we have that long? Do we have that long again? I think we do. I think we do. I think that the next this election right here is very important, probably one of the most important. But two years from now, or a year and a half from now, excuse me, this election for the 2024 election is going to be the most important election. In the United States history of this country, it's going to be the most important election, no doubt about it, for restoring our republic. And either we're going to go down into darkness or we're going to have an awakening. But I want everyone to know, you can go to www.josephgibson.us, get involved, sign up, get involved with my campaign, get involved with, with, with my platform. And let's start building the war chest, as you could say, and start getting ready. Let's keep the campaign going. Let's keep campaigning to restore the republic. Let's do it. Get involved. And let's spread out. And let's get some uh, constituents. Let's get out. Let's get other districts in North Carolina. Let's get other states involved with restoring the republic. We can do this. Now's our time. I gave you the foundation to build off of. Let's build off this foundation, restore the republic, restoring our republic. We started here in North Carolina, the grassroots organization to restore our republic. I'm a registered committee. I'm I'm with with the state. I've got a committee here with the state of North Carolina. You know, so it's a legitimate foundation to donate to. You know, so let's do this. Let's come together. Let's put our pennies and our $100 bills together 
and start restoring the Republican. Let's put some billboards up. Let's put some signs up. Let's get some TV ads out there. Let's get some radio ads out there. Let's do this. Let's grow the networking together. Let's grow together. Let's work together. Let's do something. Let's come together here and 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 build something together and refix this stuff, man. Together. All of us working together. We can do this. We can lawfully restore our republic. I've stuck my neck out there. I've stuck my neck out there for you. Now come and join me and let's do this together. We can do this. I'm telling you, we can do this. But I can't do it on my own. I need your help. Sovereignty is to be no longer. That audio played well, no sound. All right, good issues. Okay, good, good. I'm glad. All right, good. The person in the chat room there. Very good. I'm glad somebody's out there listening. <laughs> I got a few callers here on the phone line here, my usual people that listen but don't want to you know, chime in, which is fine. Nobody tells you you have to have to uh, you know, call in and participate. You could just listen. That's what the podcast is there for. But we have to get involved here together. You know, I get the card here in the mail, you know, that listen to this Republican here, my Republican card here, National Committee, uh uh, election here, Mr. Joseph Gibson, my uh, charter member card here, you know, with my little code numbers here, you know. So I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> a charter member of the Republican Party. But, you know, I'm really a, you know, like I said, I'm Constitution guy, you know. But listen, man, we've got to come together. I've got the website up, www.josephgibson.us. Go there, check out the website. If you guys will start up a blog there, I got a blog I'm starting up there, a blog spot there. Okay, we got video makers, so we can put videos there. You know, let's get it going. You know, I've done this for you. You know, you know, so I've done this for you. Let's come together. Play something here real quick, and uh, then I'll get ready to wrap up the podcast. All right, anybody here wants to join in or have something they want to say, then you're more than welcome to. Play a little something from GNR real quick here, and then we'll, uh, we'll, uh, well, what's your war, right? Well, let's see here. Well, well actually, I was going to play the George Carlin. Ah, George Carlin, that's right. Let's get George Carlin up there, huh? A little cussing tonight. Life is filled with interesting things. That's why I could never commit suicide. I'm having too much fun keeping an eye on you folks, watching what you do, human behavior. That's what I like. Humans do some really interesting things. Like, besides killing ourselves, we also kill each other. Murder. And we're the only ones who do that, by the way. Humans are the only species on Earth that deliberately kills members of another species for personal gain. Or pleasure. Sometimes it's just fun. We're also the only species that deliberately kills members of another species for personal gain. Or pleasure. That's what hunters do. They kill for pleasure. That's us. Human beings. Interesting folks. Murderers. Here's an interesting form of murder we come up with. Assassination. You know what's interesting about assassination? Well, not only does it change those popularity polls in a big fucking hurry, <laughs> but it's also interesting to notice who it is we assassinate. Do you ever notice who it is? Stop to think of who it is we kill. It's always people who've told us to live together in harmony and try to love one another. 
Jesus, Gandhi, Lincoln, John Kennedy, Bobby Kennedy, Martin Luther King, Medgar Evers, Malcolm X, John Lennon. They all said, try to live together peacefully. Bam! <laughs> Apparently, we're not ready for that. Yeah, that's difficult behavior for us. Not too bright, folks. Not too bright. But if you talk to one of them about this, if you isolate one of them, you sit them down rationally, and you talk to them about the low IQs and the dumb behavior and the bad decisions, right away they start talking about education. That's the big answer to everything. Education. They say, we need more money for education. We need more, more, more books, more teachers, more classrooms, more schools. Uh, we need more testing for the kids. You say to them, well, you know, we've tried all of that, and the kids still can't pass the test. They say, ah, oh, don't you worry about that. We're going to lower the passing grades. And that's what they do in a lot of these schools now. They lower the passing grades so more kids can pass. More kids pass. The school looks good. Everybody's happy. The IQ of the country slips another two or three points. And pretty soon, all you'll need to get into college is a pencil. <laughs> Got a pencil? Get in there. It's physics. Then everyone wonders why 17 other countries graduate more scientists than we do. Education. Politicians know that word. They use it on you. Politicians have traditionally hidden behind three things. The flag, the Bible, and children. No child left behind. No child left behind. Oh, really? Well, it wasn't long ago you were talking about giving kids a head start. Head start, left behind. Someone's losing some ground here. <laughs> but there's a reason. There's a reason. There's a reason for this. There's a reason education sucks, and it's the same reason that it will never, ever, ever be fixed. It's never going to get any better. Don't look for it. Be happy with what you got. Because the owners of this country don't want that. I'm talking about the real owners now. The big, re the wealthy. The real big owners. There we go. Yeah, that's right. The wealthy owners. All right, everybody. I wanted to make sure that everybody was uh, in tune here tonight. We went over our hour mark, which is good. Uh, I promise to try to bring some guests on here uh, in the uh, next podcast that we do do. Uh, and remember, the Republic will be on on the 31st. We've got a Memorial Day coming up, so Memorial Day. We'll try to do a show for Memorial Day, uh, probably Sunday night. We'll do a show, Memorial Day. Remember the people that fought for our country. Maybe we'll do something maybe for Andrew Jackson, great hero, great leader of this country. Uh, some of the, you know, the presidents of, of way past that were patriots that uh, maybe George Washington, uh, something like that, do a documentary on him, do a 15-minute documentary on uh, – uh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to pick – I'm going to put it out there. Anybody email me which president they want me to do a documentary on. We'll pick three of them uh, that were war, that were veterans and fought for our country, and we'll uh, remember them on Memorial Day. We'll do a 10-minute piece on each president that we picked here. So we'll do uh, three presidents. Uh, I uh, nominate Andrew Jackson. George Washington, and uh, well, one more. Let's see here. Ah, boy, what was what was you? Boy, I got. I don't know the third one there. Tricky, but I like Jackson. I like Washington. So everybody else, you guys, I mean, I'm nominate them. But you know, it's up to you guys who you want. Okay, you pick your president, and which one we want to go. You know, you know that we can remember on Memorial Day, and of course we'll list a few names there. I'm trying to get on Memorial Day here. I'm going to try to reach out to uh, Chris Kyle's wife, Taya. Uh, I would like to get her on here. That'd be great. Uh, last time I emailed, she emailed me, actually, it was a long time ago. Um, I think it was 2016, maybe. So uh, <clears throat> with the organization she had started up, she had emailed me, and uh, she was going to come on this podcast, actually. So I have that, I still have got that, e that email, actually. So maybe I'll go back and try to email her, her private email, see if I can get her on here maybe for 10 minutes to interview her. That'd be nice. Um, 
Uh, Carter, Carter, you want Carter for president? Oh, my Lord. <laughs> That's a joke, right? <laughs> so I just put in the chat room, uh, Carter. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, my Lord. That was what? what we, no, I'm not doing a show on the worst presidents. <laughs> the worst U.S. presidents. <laughs> That's a good one, actually. <laughs> Somebody had to be a wise guy and put <laughs> and that is really probably the worst president we've ever had, Jimmy Carter. <laughs> I mean, wasn't he a dud? <laughs> Jimmy Carter. You know? I mean and the guy was a nice guy though. I mean I mean after he was after he did a lot of good for people. I mean, Bill I mean, you know, Habitat Humanity I think he founded. And, uh, I mean, he, he he was in good shape, too. Worked all the way until he was, like, 94 years old. I mean, how old is that guy? Anyway, 130 now? I mean, he's an old one. Let me tell you. But uh, I guess we'll get ready to wrap it up here. We're going to play no music here at the end. Uh, uh, remembering, uh, you know, well, actually, I'd like to, maybe we should play something here. Remember the um, the uh, the kids of uh, that were assassinated, you know, um, Bill was his downfall. Yeah. Yeah, I got to agree with you there. Um, but uh, play a little song here at the end for the kids of uh, shooting there in Texas. So God bless to their uh, families. And uh, that's got to be tough, man. Tough losing your child like that. So play a little something for them. Defeated the beast's only rival 
Actually, I got a request for another one here. Uh, so uh, somebody emailed me for this one. So we'll play this one here. See, hopefully, uh, this one will be. This one will come out much better. This more probably more appropriate, actually. So that was that wasn't bad. So we'll play this one though. Thank you. 